Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home in Missoula Sports Center. For the first time in years, football at every level will take center stage in the Treasure State this weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Montana Grizzlies and the Montana State Bobcats will play impactful games for the first time since December of 2019. The Grizz played a pair of games in the spring that were not part of the sanctioned spring FCS or Big Sky Conference seasons. MSU has not taken the gridiron since losing in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs to North Dakota State in Fargo, North Dakota 21 months ago. The Treasure State's Big Sky Conference teams each compete against FBS opponents on Saturday. The Bobcats take on the Wyoming Cowboys at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. The contest marks the first for new head coach Brent Vegan as well as a sort of homecoming. Vegan spent the last seven seasons as the offensive coordinator at Wyoming and has coached on Wyo head coach Craig Bolstaff for the last 18 years. Kickoff from Laramie is set for 2 p.m. and the game can be streamed at GoWyo.com. Montana takes on the number 20 Washington Huskies in Seattle at 6 p.m. from Husky Stadium Saturday night. The Grizzlies destroyed Central Washington and Portland State in April. The last took the field in a game of consequence in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs against Weber State back in December of 2019. The game can be streamed on the Pac-12 network. And finally, Friday's high school slate includes Sentinel playing at Bozeman, Hellgate playing at Belgrade, and Big Sky hosting Billing Skyview. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Welcome back. Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. 
SWX Montana Television. If you're watching on the TV, don't see me. Coulter Duan is in studio. Well, because I'm on the road. I'm driving on my way to Laramie, Wyoming. I'm about, uh, oh, not about quarter way home at this exact moment, but we continue our experimentation, as it were, here at uh, ESPN Missoula. Thanks so much to Tommy and Andrew and all the people back at Missoula Broadcasting Company for helping us make this happen. And uh, excited to continue to explore. You know, we like to push the envelope here. That's what we like to do. We like to experiment and see what else is going on. Missed anything in the first hour of the show. Awesome first hour. Heard from Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as our NFL analyst, our Sports Bet Montana segment, where we did some over-unders when it came to uh, NFL win totals. Also, heard from Craig Chambers, University of Washington and University of Montana wide receiver. And we also heard from Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. You find all that on the podcast, N-U-A-N-E-Z, will get you there. Please rate, review, subscribe, five stars preferred. Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. I'm not much of a morning person. I usually don't get anything done in the mornings, but uh, here I am hanging out with our good friend Carolyn for the second morning in a row. She fed me breakfast yesterday, and now we're here to bring you all the laughs. As a chick who doesn't know sports here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Before we talk about our delicious breakfast or get into the news of the week in the wide world of sports, I have to say congratulations to uh, one of our first winners for our Clutch Women uh, giveaway. We've given away two of these awesome clutches from Sarah Colonna, the uh, famed comedian and wife of former Seahawks punter John Ryan. And uh, Sarah, our most recent winner, and she's very excited. She just got her bag, and uh, I know she's going. She's from uh, Bozeman, so she's going to the Bobcat game next week. So oh, she's good. she's all sorts of stoked, and she's showing it off to all her girlfriends. And uh, I was actually showing uh, the Clutch Women. I had the little tag in my bag and I was in Bozeman last week and uh, Alex Eshelman who's our great associate there at SWX Montana she's doing a great job covering the Bobcats and Bozeman area sports she was like oh what's that and she like googled it she's like oh my god I want one of these and I was like okay we could probably figure it out because she's kind of like an influencer you know right well also she could buy one and use the code Missoula20 just like anyone listening today can and get 20% off I love that uh these are cool these are sweet um I, you know, I don't really know much about this kind of stuff, but all I know is that every woman that I've showed these to are like, I want one of those. So right. I think that means uh, that they're cool. So yeah, you guys cool. all think they're great. Right. So stay tuned because we'll be giving away one more next week leading up to the uh, first Grizz home game. On the breakfast note. Yeah, people are going to get the wrong idea what you just said. I've heard <laughs> yesterday. Let's clear that up immediately. This is, this is, we had a business meeting at the uh, the AC Hotel, which is one of the new hotels here in downtown Missoula. Uh, beautiful hotel. I had been wondering about it for a while because the, uh, the cycling studio I go to is just uh, a couple doors up. And I always see people coming and going there and uh, looked like it had a, a sweet little bar and, and restaurant. It turns out it did. So we went to get a little sample so we could, you know, know what we're talking about here on the radio. But I don't even know how to really describe this breakfast except for that all I know that was that... It was delicious. It was fresh, delicious, and um, the options were basically endless. The fact that I could get whatever beverage I wanted, that in itself sets it over the top. Because usually when I go to breakfast, I spend like 20 bucks because I want milk and orange juice and coffee. Right. And I got all of it. I know. For 14 bucks. It was great. It was uh, super good. We got yeah. we had all these little uh, a la carte egg 
dishes, dishes, whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was like avocado toast with some eggs on there. I love the the uh, the what, what was the one I liked? Oh, the one with the prosciutto. The with the prosciutto. Yep. Oh my god, it was so good. And you don't have to stay there to get breakfast there, and it's fourteen bucks a person. And you get you can have an Americano with it or a cappuccino. It's amazing. So we will be doing giveaways uh, starting next week. So tune in because what a perfect way to start your day during the week or before a Grizz game. Go have some mimosas or Bloody Marys and fill up on their amazing, you know, you got a carb load before day drinking at tailgates. So, yeah, pretty excited about that. We will uh, continue to give you more information on uh, how to, like Carolyn said, carb load, mimosa up, all, all of those things. Uh, and uh, we'll be giving away uh, opportunities to go check out the AC Hotel. So um, good to know that you don't have to be a guest there. Anybody can go. Anybody that's in town or lives in town or going through town or anything. So a great breakfast option uh, here in Missoula. All right, Carolyn, I know... Uh, you usually are just getting mad at me for when we're going to do this, but you're always saying, I don't have anything, and then you're always great. You're the best part of this whole show. Oh, stop. But this week, you were all sorts of fired up because you're like, I got good stuff, I so do. I, I cannot wait. Stuff. Chick who doesn't know sports here on ESPN Radio with our good friend Carolyn, what is going on in your world of sports? Okay. Well, this got me so fired up last week, and I wanted to do an emergency, you know, break in, but you were somewhere, I think Bozeman. Anyway, there are people in this world who think the Notre Dame fighting Irish mascot is offensive. In fact, oh my gosh, when the, are we going to stop being offended I, by this? In, in the top five of being offended, offensive, sorry, most offensive, as an Irish American. I just don't even know. I can tell you it is not offensive. I mean, I'm like, uh, what? How do you trace it back? I guess I'm like a, well, you'd amount to like a third generation Irish person. Like mm-hmm. I have two sets of great grandparents that were like straight from Ireland, you know? Yeah, then you're like, Irish. My dad's mother was like, had a little twinge in her voice because yeah. her parents were like straight off the boat, you know, like. Uh, so I, I, you know, 23andMe says I'm 53% Irish. I got the, the black Irish beard, all of it. And, uh, first of all, I've always hated Notre Dame. Really? <laughs> always. Oh yeah. No. Uh, only just, just, you know, it's, it's sports hate. Notre Dame is just like Duke. It's just like the New York Yankees. I absolutely love that they exist. It's great that they exist because I, when I, I'll watch them every time and root against them always. And. I don't know. It's just fun to root against. They're yeah. just they 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 occupy a singular spot in college football, right. which I think is great that they do. It's just always been funny. It's also hilarious to me that Notre Dame was the one that actually created this climate of college football that we live in. Because Notre Dame struck the exclusive agreement with NBC years and years ago, so NBC was basically like Notre Dame TV, and then they were making so much more money on TV revenue than everybody else in the country. So then Texas was like, well. If we're not going to get a network TV deal, we're going to start the Longhorn Network. And then that caused the SEC to say, well, we're going to start a conference-wide network and we're going to have everybody on there. And now all of a sudden, here we are where there's the Pac-12 Network. I mean, there's even the Mountain West Network and everybody's making millions off TV. So Notre Dame created a monster, to be honest. But uh, this all goes back around to, I can't believe that we just sit around finding things that we're offended about. Like, what, what is wrong with everybody? It's super annoying because... 
if you, I could guarantee you, you could take a poll of any Irish person and they would not be offended by this. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I understand the Cleveland Indians. I didn't even realize that the, the Washington Redskins, that I thought that was about the color of the football. <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, my God. So, like, when that all went down, I was very confused. But some other... Um, some other college mascots that were named as offensive or worst, most offensive were Oklahoma State's Pistol Pete. This is not real, is it? I can't believe this. Yes. Um, Why are these offensive? ASU's Sparky the Sun Devil. Um, but okay, so then there was University of Hawaii had a warrior. There's a few warriors like uh, San Diego State is the Aztec warrior. Now, yes. to me, I, you, I'm a privileged white woman, sure. so I'm not going to sit there and say someone might not be offended by this. Sure. What? When is it a celebration? Like, aren't we? That's celebrating? exactly right. Th- this is the. This, this, I'm going to have to be careful here because this is the thing that actually makes me mo- one of the most mad in the whole world because I think it's just so stupid. First of all, let's talk about the former Washington Redskins, Washington football team. Um, they're the 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 sl- slogan slash slur Redskins is certainly a racial epitaph that, that should have gone away. That's one thing. That's the name. But they rebranded the entire Washington football team and got rid of the logo. The logo of the Washington Redskins was fashioned after Blackie Wetzel, who's the one of the most f- um, famous and legendary Blackfeet chiefs of all time. He um, was from Montana. He was sort of the last of the of the wild frontier before um, the you know the the United States military started capturing Native Americans and sending them to Indian schools and you know one of the most horrific and most undertold time periods in our country's history in the uh, at the turn of the 20th century. But Blackie Wetzel was an absolute legend. He escaped from Indian school and he came back to the reservation and he led the Blackfeet people and he was a dignitary and a representative. On the on Capitol Hill in Washington for decades and decades, and the Washington Redskins logo was fashioned after him, and it is a pure honorary homage. And every single Blackfeet or otherwise Native American person you could ever meet would think it was one of the greatest honors that their tribe ever received, or that any yeah. Indian people ever ex- re- received. And uh, I mean, we've had Don Wetzel, Blackie Wetzel's grandson, on this show, and it, uh, their family was torn apart when they Aww. got the logo, um, when they took the logo away, because it was one of the great homages to Native peoples. You know who was probably offended by it? Privileged white. That's exactly right. And so this is this goes back to uh, about uh, I'd say it was probably 15 years ago, maybe, maybe as many as 20 years ago. But Sports Illustrated commissioned a. Uh, comprehensive survey of uh, indigenous dignitaries across the entire country. They they uh, interviewed people from the Bureau of Indian Affairs across the country, people that were uh, leaders of the various tribes and reservations, and uh, asked them, are you offended by names honoring tribes, the Florida State Seminoles, the Illinois Illini, the, you know, whatever, the San Diego State Aztecs. The results came back. Basically, 98% of all Native peoples thought that all of the um, logos and and, uh, mascots were by no means offensive. In fact, honorary. The only tribe that said that they were offended, or not even offended, but that they would like the name to be changed, is the Sioux. 
the North Dakota University of North Dakota then changed from the Fighting Sioux to the Fighting Hawks. It is no surprise if you know the history of the Lakota. The Lakota Sioux were the fiercest warrior tribe of all of the Plains Indians, and they were the ones that fought the white man as hard as anybody. And, uh, I mean, that's Custer's last stand. That's the Lakota Sioux. It's one of the great military operations of all time. Uh, I know in American history we sort of remember that as a sort of tragedy where an American general got trapped, but if you believe in the real history, that's one of the brilliant military tactics that ever happened and basically they were going two on ten and they beat the hell out of the out of the uh out of the uh Custer's uh cavalry so um no surprise to me that the Lakota the, the one of the proudest people around um wanted it changed but otherwise they were not offended by it and so I, I just think that to have your team represented by a mascot uh and and some sort of idolized version of something is an honor. I, I agree. It's and, a, and, yeah. and I mean, the, I, the easiest and most simple way I could put it is Browning is in the heart of the Blackfeet Reservation. Browning High School is what? The Browning Indians. The Harley Warriors. Yeah. Like all of the native tribes, that's what they call themselves because that's what it is. Yeah. It's so annoying to me. I can't even believe that we're in this situation. Well, I'm going to tell you a team that whose name I am offended by, and I'm going to tell you why. The Cleveland Browns, because that just makes me think of poop. Uh, <laughs> okay. And now there's the Odell Beckham connection there, too, which is the joke that never stops. And I wish it would stop because it's actually annoying at this point. But, uh, okay. All right. Well, well the, the fact that the Browns were in the toilet <laughs> for so long. They took uh, a dump. <laughs> the, the, the joke is... Uh, it's no longer because the Browns are good this year. They're actually going to be one of the better teams in the NFL. So uh, amazing how everything comes full circle. Chicken does no sports. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Now you got me all fired up, Carolyn. What, right. what else all you right. got? I'll make you laugh now. Speaking of poop, um, if you're interested in a pair of Michael Jordan's used underwear, they are up for auction with a starting bid of $500. And it is, they are Proven to be warning. I'm sorry. They have been proven to be worn. They okay. show. Oh my gosh. No, it's God. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> they're just. They have loose threads on them. Sure, it shows sure, that they've sure. been worn. That's okay. all. My okay. God. What were you thinking? I don't know. You got me thinking about wow. the Browns. Yeah. No, they aren't <laughs> Cleveland Browns underwear. <laughs> okay. Now, I guess what I want to know is who in their right mind would want to buy someone's used underwear, even. From if they were Michael Jordans and minus the you know threadbare, you know whatever seams or whatever, how do we really know he wore them? That's do they good, do a yeah. little DNA test? Like what's the sitch? This is where this new phenomenon known as NFT is going to come around. I just heard about this. Uh, NFT is where you basically like get this this stuff affirmed. They they would be the organization that could tell you. We confirm that these are Michael Jordan's underwear. Mm -hmm. This is getting really weird because guys like your favorite guy, Tom Brady, Ugh. are getting NFTs for stuff that has yet to happen and or has just happened. In other words, like Tom Brady will know when he's about to play his last regular season game, for example. 
and he's going to then take the ticket or the helmet or the jersey right. and get it NFT'd. So then he is the owner of his own memorabilia. So then if someone wants to buy the jersey from Tom Brady's last game, they'll have to buy the authenticated version from Tom Brady. I mean, that's kind of fair. It is kind of fair, but it's also like, does Tom Brady need any more freaking money? What I would like to see is him donating that to some charity. Sure. But. Tom Brady does donate a lot of money to charity yeah, because Tom Brady sure. has all the money in the world so right. he can uh he can donate his whole salary to charity and still be one of the richest guys and uh richest athletes on the planet because uh you know he married well, well. i hope he doesn't uh sell his underwear because that is disgusting it's just so weird the stuff that, that on only it's so weird the stuff that people like people are crazy people are definitely crazy. um speaking of crazy god i'm really good at the segues today <laughs> you are a pro Dennis Rodman, you remember his infamous uh, four-day bender during the 1998 finals. Where's Dennis? Oh, he's in Vegas. Well, guess what? They are making a movie. About, about it? About the bender. Is it that where he like got involved with Carmen Electra? I think he was already... Or maybe he with, went there with her? Yeah, I think he went there with her. This is when people talk about coaching. You can talk about... The plays that you run, the timeouts you call, the substitutions you make, who you let shoot the last shot in a game, all of that. But at the highest level of sports, coaching is more like being a therapist and a babysitter. That's why Phil Jackson is one of the greatest coaches ever. Because to have Dennis Rodman leave the team and go to Vegas on a four-day bender and then come back to then control Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen to not just kill Dennis Rodman, yeah. is that's one of the most brilliant coaching moves of all time. I don't know about that, but it worked out, I guess. It worked out. <laughs> anyway. It's I just cannot- amazing that Phil Jackson can mitigate all that. Right. I cannot wait to see this movie. This is going to be amazing. I'd love to know who's going to play Dennis Rodman. Oh, this is a, not like a documentary. This is no. Like this a, is like a uh, scripted movie. Wow! And um, they're they're starting the process of the script and all the good stuff. And I don't know. This is going to be pretty fun. I uh, I I lo- loved Dennis Rodman when he was a player. Uh, I since his prime ended, though, I've always felt really sad for Dennis Rodman. Yeah, because he continues to get exploited. <clears throat> And I don't think that he has found peace. Like, his Hall of Fame speech was so sad. You know, he was just talking about just, I mean, he was crying, and he was just talking about how he had, like, no real outlet that said sports was over. And I I just, I feel bad for him because I feel like he's just a lost soul. And I feel like when he was playing basketball is the only time he ever really was free. And other than that, he's just sort of been trapped. And people have just been, like, making jokes. And it's just been, like... I don't know. He's like a parody of himself. He's an ex- executive producer on the movie. He is, so okay. he's participating, which is great, which means... Well, he probably also needs money. That's well, right. tough to say, but it pro- it's probably true. Um, I cannot yeah. imagine that Dennis Rodman's probably been that responsible with his finances. No, and I think he had a lot of people, you know, hanging on and oh, yeah. taking advantage. So oh, I yeah. Hope, I know. I love Dennis Rodman. Um, you know, he sprayed champagne on me once at a bar in Chicago. Not sure if I told you that. <laughs> Claim to fame. Yeah. But um, he, I hope that this movie, I don't know, maybe it'll be a great creative outlet for him. I hope so, too. I wonder, I wonder if, like, Michael Jordan will see this movie. Oh, my God. I bet they're all going to get in Jordan's the- home theater right. and watch it and be like... <sighs> When's the last heads. time Michael Jordan... When was the last time you think Michael Jordan, like, went to, like, a movie? Space Jam. He didn't... I guarantee he did not go to it, though. Maybe, like, at the premiere yeah. with, like, security or he something. He probably doesn't have to go to a movie. 
or want to a movie theater in his house. I just find it. I find it so fascinating that Michael Jordan has so removed himself from the spotlight. Yeah, good there, for him. I think it's great. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's what. Um, it's such a dichotomy for the the uh, the remembrance of a legend. Like in other words, like Charles Barkley's going through this right now. Charles Barkley's been out of the league long enough now, where half the people that are watching inside the NBA and know about Charles Barkley think of him as just the talking head. Right? They don't. Really they don't remember him. him as like the round mount of rebound, like one of the best players in the world, and like the only guy that could actually go toe to toe with Michael Jordan. Shaq is going to go through it. He will, and. Uh, it keeps you relevant to be in the spotlight, but it also demeans what people remember of you. If you just disappear, that's why Michael Jordan, everybody still is like, he, he's, he's the greatest ever. Well, Michael Jordan also, like, he was followed around by paparazzi, but I don't feel like he was trying to get attention. I mean, he sure. liked to play. He played a sport. Yeah. But he wasn't, like, out at the clubs. You know, he wasn't in... He was at the casino. <laughs> he was at the casino, but he wasn't, like... Um, and, and things were different then too. Cause well, were, right. And Michael Jordan is, incom- I mean, Michael Jordan is incomparable because Michael Jordan is a phenomenon like we've never seen before besides maybe the Beatles, Elvis, and Michael Jackson. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. Charles Barkley at his height of fame would have been recognized everywhere, probably in the Western world. But Michael Jordan could have stepped into a village in the middle of nowhere, Africa, with no TV ever, and people would be like, Michael Jordan! Yeah. Everybody would have known who he was. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's truly like an astounding phenomenon. It's actually hard to believe that it ever even happened. I don't think it'll ever happen again. No, because that was the other beauty of him, is he gave his press conferences, he did, you know, he did his job, but then I feel like he left it, and he didn't have a lot of... Uh, scandal around him. I mean, there was a little bit, but there wasn't like what you see now with a lot of players thanks to the internet and things. I I do wonder if we had all that back then if it would have been a different story, but No, because Michael Jordan was so smart. Yeah. LeBron yeah. James has taken that same mold. Right. You only surround yourself with people that don't talk about you. Right. And so then there's just not drama. That's that everyone still talks smack about LeBron because he's it's true, but, but he, about things. That's, that's true. But he has, he's made himself like immune to controversy yeah. other than like just the talking heads, Twitter sty- right. type stuff. But he's like a good man, he's a, he's and there's not, good. and there's not just, you know, photos of LeBron drinking Dom Perignon at four in the morning at the club. There was right. when he was in Miami before he was like settled down, but that was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it sounds so funny, but I I think that the thing that most mo, eludes most famous athletes is that they don't know how to control the narrative around right. them. And some of them love the narrative around them. Some of them are like totally into having paparazzi following True. them and True. stories about them. And so. True. I don't know. I think Michael Jordan did it right. I mean, besides the fact that he was the greatest athlete. No question. Yeah. Two dozen of sports, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television on SWX Montana. Our good friend Carolyn joining us here. What else you got? All right. I have one more story. This one's going to be pretty, pretty wild. It's a roller coaster. Jake Paul retired from... Fighting, <laughs> whatever the I'm hell he about. does, yeah. He he retired. He announced his retirement, and then 25 hours later, he decided he's coming out of retirement. Right, of course, he is. 
This guy so, needs to go home. Go I know. away. So I just wanted everyone to know who, who may have been following, you know, and sad over Jake Paul's retirement. Don't you worry. He is coming back stronger than ever. He had a 25-hour rest, and he's ready to roll. There has never been so somebody that's made so much money for being such a poser, maybe in the history of the world. It almost makes me mad. It definitely makes me mad. Here's the part that makes me mad. I've already said this before, but I just it's worth reemphasizing. The uh, if if this was being spun and consumed as what it is, which is just like a sideshow circus. I mean, this is like. It's like reality TV meets the WWF with uh, a facade of boxing mixed in. Then I wouldn't, it's, it's whatever, you know. I just I just hope that no one out there watches all this stuff and thinks that this is actually boxing or that this is the future of boxing because it's not. Well, and it also kind of annoys me because imagine all of those people who've worked their butts off to become actual boxers and then this Yahoo comes in and gets all these fights and wins all this money or he might not win it but he earns all this money and there's actual people who've been working their whole lives to get to that level and that annoys me too i also hate these jake and logan paul the the guys that are the most complicit in this are these uh pro fighters that are doing this because it's it's like pretty clear that this is um I don't know that. I mean, it just seems fixed to me, and that they all know they're going to get a purse no matter what, and it's just it's stupid. Yep. I, I just I wish that someone would not play the game and do the script and whatever, and just whoop this guy's butt. I wish somebody would just whip him. Me too. And but they're not going to ever let that happen because the judges are all. I mean, like this last fight. I don't even watch it. I'm not even ever going to partake in these things again. But. Seemed like the judges were going to rule the fight for Jake Paul no matter what. I mean, Tyrone Woodley is a pro boxer. Like, right. I just have the hardest time with this because this guy gets to walk around saying, like, oh, I hung with Floyd Mayweather and Tyrone Woodley and stuff. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Like, if this was real, fair, sanctioned, you know, WBA boxing match, there's just no way. But I don't know. The whole thing's stupid. Like, the no weight class thing, that he weighs more than all these guys. It's just the whole thing's dumb. Agreed. I'm sorry to bring you down. (laughs) (laughs) Carolyn, thank you for the delicious breakfast. We'll be giving everybody out there a chance to win some delicious breakfast as well pretty soon, as well as uh, some more clutches from Clutch Women. Uh, But in the meantime, have yourself a phenomenal weekend, and we'll see you next week. So there you go. Kicker doesn't know sports. 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Nuanas now. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm coming to you live from Headwaters State Park, right short of Bozeman. So cool to have a traveling radio show. And the traveling radio show, well, it continues right after this. Jamal Jones, similar career path as Craig Chambers just about a decade later. Started his career at Washington, finished his career with the Grizzlies. He gives us some insight on both teams right here. So keep it right here on ESPN Radio. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call 
today at 5415000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. For the first time in years, football at every level will take center stage in the Treasure State this weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Montana Grizzlies and the Montana State Bobcats will play impactful games for the first time since December of 2019. The Grizz played a pair of games in the spring that were not part of the sanctioned spring FCS or Big Sky Conference seasons. MSU has not taken the gridiron since losing in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs to North Dakota State in Fargo, North Dakota 21 months ago. The Treasure State's Big Sky Conference teams each compete against FBS opponents on Saturday. The Bobcats take on the Wyoming Cowboys at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. The contest marks the first for new head coach Brent Vegan as well as a sort of homecoming. Vegan spent the last seven seasons as the offensive coordinator at Wyoming and has coached on Wyo head coach Craig Bull's staff for the last 18 years. Kickoff from Laramie is set for 2 p.m. and the game can be streamed at GoWyo.com. Montana takes on the number 20 Washington Huskies in Seattle at 6 p.m. from Husky Stadium Saturday night. The Grizzlies destroyed Central Washington and Portland State in April. The last took the field in a game of consequence in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs against Weber State back in December of 2019. The game can be streamed on the Pac-12 network. And finally, Friday's high school slate includes Sentinel playing at Bozeman, Hellgate playing at Belgrade, and Big Sky hosting Billing Skyview. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. so much for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. Anyone is now 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide Television, SWX Montana TV. If you're watching in on TV, well, I'm not there. We are broadcasting to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport new to Missoula. They're located there at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check them out online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. I'm on the road. Wolfmother always made Ryan Tutel happy. So if you are a uh, loyal listener of this show for more than just the last year, we thank you first and foremost. But my uh, illustrious and famous former co-host, Ryan Tutel, he loved him some Wolfmother. So I love hearing these old school playback songs when we're doing these remotes. Been a fun show so far. We're going to keep having some fun here. Here's the caveat. Washington doesn't allow opposing media or whoever the Huskies are playing to do interviews. I don't know why that is, but it is a way that it is. So uh, we have a segment now, the sponsored segment by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway, sharing interviews with the opposing coach for whoever the Grizz are playing and whoever the Bobcats are playing. Well, (laughs) neither one of those coaches were available this week, so we decided to pull a little bit of audible. So uh, we will have our second of two interviews with a couple guys who have played on both sides of this thing. Upcoming, Jamal Jones. He's third in school history at the University of Montana and catches the all-time leader when it comes to receiving yards and an all-around great guy. So he'll be the second of our opposing coach interview, even though he's not a coach. So hopefully hopefully you're not confused by that. This is presented proudly by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. 
the world of real estate's always evolving and that's more true now than ever. If you're a longtime Missoulian that's looking to upgrade or downsize, it might be the best time yet to sell. And if you're in a position to buy something new, today might be the best time to buy as well. Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway in Missoula have all your answers, so give Mike a call today at 531-1802. That's 531-1802. And please remember, every question is good to ask. Jamal Jones is one of my favorite guys I've covered since moving back to Montana. He was awesome, and it was fun catching up with him. So here's a little bit more from the former Husky and Grizz wide receiver. It's time now for our opposing coach interview of the week, except for that it's not going to be a coach or anybody associated with the Washington Huskies because Washington does not allow outside media interviews. So we are parlaying it a little bit and uh, doing the best we can, but this is actually going to be even more fun than it ever would have been. uh, We're going to be joined by a pair of Grizz wide receivers who started their careers at the University of Washington. First and foremost, starting with Jamal Jones. Jamal was an all-big sky talent for the Grizzlies, culminating in his senior year in 2015, ended his career as the all-time leading uh, pass catcher in terms of receiving yards and one of the top three in terms of overall catches in the history of the Grizz. Jamal, welcome back to the radio airwaves in Missoula. How's it going, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. First and foremost, let's start with the here and now. You're living back over in the Seattle area in Renton. Uh, what's the last couple years been like for you? Because I know you, you were kind of chasing the pro football dream there for a while, played in the NFL, played in the CFL. So what was it like sort of living out of a suitcase like a lot of times you have to do? And, and what uh, what caused you to kind of take the next step and move to the next chapter of your life and uh, maybe stepping away from the game of football? You know, it was it was fun, man. It's it a lot of ups and downs but at the end of the day. I got to live my dream. I know... Um, it was a little rough in the beginning, just kind of getting out to San Diego, you know, and breaking my thumb and then being released and having to go back and train, not knowing whether or not my my career would continue. But then I got a second chance, and I did what I could when I was out there with the Chargers, but they ended up cutting me. And once again, you know, there's a down period. But then a few weeks later, I got picked back up by the Panthers. Everything was good. Everything went up. I was on the roster for the whole year. And then even better, you know, there's nothing like getting signed going into the offseason because now you know your purpose, like you know what you're training for, you know who you're going to be a part of. So that was a great, that was a great time for me. That was, um, it was good. I got to live out my dream. And then because of another injury in fall camp, I ended up getting, I ended up getting cut with a, a back spasm and then went to the CFL for a little bit and that didn't work out. So a lot of ups and downs, but at the end of the day, I got to meet some really, really great people. And I got to experience a lot of really great things. The NFL is no question the most competitive, I would say, industry in America. I think it's probably harder to make an NFL roster than it is to get any other job on planet Earth. And I think that's why guys, even that just get a shot, uh, well-deserved, but also going to be successful in life because it takes so much hard work. But it also takes a certain amount of luck and, and things to go your way. Is there anything that about that experience, though, that surprised you uh, or that was just maybe not what you expected when you were navigating the ranks of the pro football? I mean, not really. But even, like, the whole time when I was at Montana, I knew that because of, you know, where I was playing in, the level I was playing in, like, things were going to be against me. Politics weren't going to be on my side. You know, a lot of things relate to what school you go to, what conference you play in. And me coming from a small school, like, I knew, and even just not being, you know, the biggest guy or, like, really having all those those physical uh, attributes to me. I knew, like, all odds were against me, but, you know, I had the will to really try and make it happen. So just a lot of the things that happen, you know, you can't really control. You know, I did what I could. I tried to control what I could. I tried to worry about what I could control. But at the end of the day, you know, the chips fall where they land. 
Jamal Jones joining us here, ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television. You're listening to Nuanez now. This is Coulter Nuanez. Let's talk a little bit about your time growing up in the state of Washington. You're from Spanaway, right outside of Seattle, and you started your career at the University of Washington. Were you a big-time Husky fan growing up? Big time. You know, I, I was a fan of the Huskies. I had watched them for a while, even since Reggie Williams had been there. My brother had went to Lakes High School, so I was kind of following his career um, as I was growing up. And I just got to watch UW a lot. You know, they were always on TV and just the atmosphere. I, I always I always looked at it, and I'm like, man, that's a, that's a great atmosphere. And then just growing up, them being really the first school, one of the first schools to reach out and – they were recruiting me the heaviest. It kind of all made sense to me at the time to go to UW. What was your experience like there? Because you spent just a little bit of time there before transferring to Montana ahead of the 2013 season, then obviously had an outstanding career for the Grizzlies, starting pretty much every single game of your time in Missoula. But what did you remember just about your time in Washington? What was that experience like? It was a great experience because, uh, like I was saying earlier, just being able to watch them growing up and then being recruited by them made sense and then finally pulling the trigger and committing I felt like I was right at home and then a lot of these guys I had played against um Casey Williams Austin Sperry and Jenkins um uh Tani uh Yatani, a, a bunch of guys and um I went on recruits with them so like being in the same you know us playing against each other and going to the same school it was a, it just seemed like it made sense and then my experiences at uh at the dub were good too mainly because I got to go against a lot of competition. Um, I know Marcus Trufant, uh, he was great to go against. Marcus Peters, he was another good corner. Greg Ducray, they were, they were just, I mean, we had some talent on that roster. From So from a competitive standpoint, it really helped get me where I needed to get to, you know, just as far as, like, how to really, you know, compete on a, on a competitive roster um, and just being along, you know, in that program with like he really pushed everybody to be the best that they could be. I mean, he had his problems while he was there, you know, and, and some of those problems kind of dwindled down to some of the other players. It's probably a reason why I had to get up out of there, but my experiences there were great. You know, I grew a lot as a person. Um, I got to meet a lot of great people. And I just got to really experience a lot of good things in my home state. Look across the opposing lines, looking at the Washington Huskies, but not really. We're, in fact, attacking a former Grizz wide receiver, Jamal Jones, here on Nuanas Now. This is a new segment where we're going to feature usually the opposing head coach from whoever the University of Montana or Montana State are playing during a given week. But because this is the opening week and Montana plays against the Washington Huskies, no outside media allowed for UW. So we're making it work on our end. But Jamal, an interesting fold when to talk about this game this weekend. Uh, you went to Graham Kapowson High School there, which has been a great football program for a long time and produced a lot of Division One talent. But Dylan Morris, the starting quarterback for the Washington Huskies, he's also from that same high school so what about that high school I mean why do you think that that high school has had such uh, success when it comes to producing division one guys I mean they just even from the start of um that school I know that you know they've been able to go to semifinals I know um the first year they were 3A and they were able to make it all the way up you know to two semifinals or, or to state I can't remember exactly what it is but like it's always been competitive at that school that school's always been known as a football school. A lot of them boys out there, too. They, uh, there's a lot of farmland out there. So there's a lot of big boys, too, on the line. They always have some talent. 
there's a lot of resources out there for players to be developed. Uh, I know when I was out there, I was training at this one place called Competitive Edge. They're uh, not up anymore, but it wasn't. It was a place for me to train where I know a lot of um, other players may may not have had those opportunities or had those resources to train. So I think a lot of that um, goes into why they're you know they're such a, a winning program. And then a lot of those players. They, they play together. Um, I know when I was there and uh, when I was going to GK, the school had been around for about three, four years. But a lot of those guys that are at UW now were on or were on uh, the youth teams when I was in high school, and they stayed together throughout that entire time. And I think that's a really big reason why they have success at uh, GK. Compare and contrast just the level of play between Washington and Montana because you were such a standout at Montana. I know it was a great fit for you. When you first came from the Pac-12 and then throughout your career, I mean, what's the gap like? What is Montana facing this week as they go to play the number 20 team in the FBS? It's really going to come down to, you know, depth. Um, at the FBS level, you know, I was, what, third string scout team. And then I get to Montana and I'm a starter, you know. And it's not that it's the competition, you know, like the first stringers, they can compete with each other for the most part. But after you get to like the second string, the third string, then, you know, you start to you start to get into the depth. Like these FBS schools have so much more depth than the FCS schools and you know, even like these power five schools, yeah, they have they have a lot of they have a lot of talented players too, like in their first string. A lot of these players are highly recruited. A lot of these players have seen the other top competition around the country. So, you know, I guess their their perception for let me let me see how to say this. Their perception for, you know, competing is is different compared to somebody who's been playing in Montana their whole life or, or who hasn't seen competition all across the country. So these all these factors come into play. I think it's going to be a great game for Montana, especially for some of these players who haven't gone up against um, a lot of these highly recruited players, a lot of these uh, players on UW who have NFL chances. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to test their will a lot. Well, Jamal, we'll get you out of here on this. Thanks for spending some time with us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. What were some of your best memories as a Grizzly? Because you were a tremendous receiver for Montana, finished as one of the all-time leaders in multiple different categories, including the all-time leader in receiving yards. You also third in catches and uh, got yourself 22 touchdowns as well. What were some of the things that stand out to you when you remember your time here at the University of Montana? Man, really just the time with the guys, you know, it's, you know, that's a, it's a different time in your life when you got everybody, your age group chasing the same thing. Everybody's trying to, you know, make it, make something out of themselves. And really just those memories, those times in the locker rooms, uh, those times during off-season training, like you're bonding with the fellas and you're really getting to know everybody. And then playing-wise, I think, you know, the game that stands out to me is that, uh, that 2015 game against uh, North Dakota State. That was that was a great game. That's what I always think about. I still watch that game, too. It's on YouTube. I still watch it every now and then. And um, it was just a good time. It was a good time there. Montana, like, I never thought about going to Montana as a school growing up, but going out there really opened my eyes to how beautiful my uh, state Montana is and, you know, how great the people are there as well. Well, I know it's a... 
hometown angle versus maybe the place that became like another home to you during your college days. But this Saturday, when the Huskies take on Montana, I know that the Huskies are a favorite. But who do you got? Who does Jamal Jones root for in this game? You know, I always got to go with the underdog. You know, I like, and they're just, you know, my Grizz. And I got to I gotta go with my Grizz. I'm rooting for my Grizz all day, all day. Got to love it. Jamal Jones, record setter at the University of Montana. Started his career at the Washington Huskies and now lives out in Seattle. Joining us here on Nuanas now. It's part of our opponent's segment that we will do each and every week. But he's not an opponent. He's a hometown guy when it comes to the Grizzlies. It's presented by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate, your local real estate experts. Jamal, appreciate the time today, my man. Good catching up, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Jamal Jones, former Grizz receiver, former Washington receiver, hanging out with us here. Appreciate him, and it was uh, definitely good catching up with Jamal. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get com- Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.